0: What up, what up, what up, what up? Once again, it's your favorite podcast, Three Brothers No Sense. I am Tavares Ferguson, a.k.a. Ferg, joined with my co-host, Byron Evans, Buff. And of course, we got Razio Mancarella, a.k.a. Orazio on the line. Uh, Fellas, tell them what's going on with you.
1: What's going on, everybody? Uh, Ferg, did you know that we were in the midst of a a somewhat celebrity? Uh, Mr. Orazio over here is the oh, yeah. uh, Ala- mm-hmm. Alabama Leadership Initiative panel whatever what, t- t- what what you got going on over there right
2: yeah man so i am uh i was selected for the third class the 20 uh 2019 2020 class of the Ala- Alabama Leadership Initiative so basically what it does is it lets me go and i get three kind of off sites where we go and we learn about leadership and and Basically it's almost like a JV for the folks that are trying to make moves in the state as far as talking to lawmakers and things like that. So we'll get a chance to talk to all the state lawmakers. We'll probably see uh the you know, the US senators for Alabama, the congressmen and women from Alabama, uh they'll stop through. We'll kinda of roll elbows a little bit, but it's a chance. It's almost like a incubator for anybody that's thinking about going into political office and stuff like that. It's a way for you to kind of get in uh, with those folks and, and try to make some changes and, and change policy. Um, so it's a little bit of a think tank. So during the offsites, we have to take an, uh, an issue that is happening for the state and try to find out a way to fix it that's new or different and things like that so uh it, it's it's gonna be pretty cool man i'm really honored to be able to uh join the the class and uh get the exposure and we'll see i'll let you guys know how it is once i actually go uh to one of the off sites Congrats on
0: that, man! Big congrats. congrats, man! I'm proud of you. Now I do have to say that picture looked like your like 1999 prom picture, dude. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah, I, it, it's you know it's it's my headshot, my my professional one. Um, I started to just take like a selfie and throw it up there, but I was like, you know what? Let me actually t- send the headshot in. Um, you know, I'm all shaved and everything. I haven't uh, been shaved like that since what two, three months ago. Last time I had drill, so we'll see next time I shave.
0: Okay, one time for the beer game.
2: Beer game, there show. it is. Let's <laughs>
0: uh, so I don't know if that was rising. Was that yours and Buffs, or do you still got something you want to talk about, man? <laughs>
2: nah, y'all yeah, put him on
0: the spot. <laughs> he did,
2: he did. But nah, that's that's what's going on with me right now, man.
0: Well, uh, for me, I'm just saying I am pissed living in this great state of Texas, and not even a week after this Amy Geiger case, we're yeah. dealing with another. Police shooting and it's just it's it's scary, infuriating, mind-boggling, all at the same time because there's no answers. And I mean, uh, I have, I guess I'm pretty speechless on that. So I mean, be safe out there or in there or wherever you're at, and stop being so uh, stop forgiving people. That's my stay angry if any, hey this is what i do have to say if anything ever happens to me no hugging no kissing no kumbaya i need i need a riot i, I want all that good stuff i i want i want t-shirts i want it all you know no forgiveness we
1: got you on the t-shirts for sure so. yeah all I got is t- shirts I said that we definitely got that. I'm not negating the rest. I'm just saying the t- shirts are definite,
2: yeah,
0: yeah, hey, don't, don't be forgiven, you know like what well, we're praying for whoever shot him. you know no,
1: but no nah, before we uh before we jump to the commercial though we we're like recording this early in the week, and as of now, and you may you two may know better than I, but I saw a report saying that she was reaching in the purse for a gun, and that's why the officer shot that right there doesn't make a lot of sense because I thought he said all he saw was a silhouette. Mm-hmm. Now he can see clear enough to where she's reaching in the purse to grab a gun. And even if she was, he didn't announce himself. He was on her property. And I mean, you hear somebody outside, you're you going to get through a window.
2: Reach for the gun. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's what so, you do.
0: Uh, Who's that? I, I'm just saying. like, You're yeah. peeping through somebody's window and you're surprised that they're trying to defend their home. In Texas, Exactly. Like everybody in Texas has guns. So no. I mean it's just it's ridiculous. And then and I'm gonna leave it at this, based off what I'm hearing about the the body cam footage, there was enough time to process all that for him. Correct. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's so many loose ends. He he resigned as he should. He's um, been arrested you know, now. But you know what's gonna happen. He's gonna somebody's going to start a freaking grassroots GoFundMe. He's going to make more money this year than he's probably made in his life. It is, it is what it is. It's America, y'all America. Yeah. So, oh, um, be-
2: before we go um, over and, and get to all these endorsements, um, I do want to send some hopes, thoughts, prayers. Uh, we've got a missing three-year-old here in Birmingham. I don't know if you guys yeah. heard about that. Yeah. Um, by the time the, the episode releases, hopefully she'll be found. Uh, they caught the two people that they suspect uh, abducted her, but they still haven't found her. So if if by the time the episode drops, if she hasn't been found, you guys keep praying, uh, keep a lookout for it, um, and and just check that Amber Alert. Uh, really do act like, I don't know if y'all saw the video about how That's they skit. want us to react. That's good, yeah. yeah. How they want us to react when the Amber Alert actually do that for this one man um get out there look see if you uh, see her try to memorize her face so that uh if they stop at a gas station they stop anywhere you see her uh you can actually uh contact somebody
0: definitely man and um Rizzi, i'm not in alabama so keep us posted on that if if you hear anything please uh be the bearer of good news hopefully so definitely we'll be praying uh to first speedy return safe return
1: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: Welcome back. Once again, your favorite podcast, Three Brothers No Sense. And it's my favorite time of the show. It's question time. <laughs> so uh, I guess we'll get right into it. I know we talk about our spouses a lot, fellas, and we're all happy to be married. You know, they probably could do a movie on why did I get married on us. I mean, we speak very highly of our wives so with that being said god forbid anything happen to your wives or anything like that and I'm not wishing this on anybody divorce but for whatever reason if you found yourself not married to your current spouse could you see yourself doing this all over again would you and why or why not nope (laughs) (laughs) rising third time's a charm team
2: (laughs) nah nah I've already um, talked to Jenica about that one we we laugh about it sometimes but I'm like nah I can't do a third time Um, marriage is hard man it's hard work it's stressful I mean it is it's great you know there's nothing like being able to come home from a hard day's work put the kids down to bed lay down in the bed next to your spouse and just laugh and joke about the day and, and let all that stress go. Um, so having a spouse is great. Keeping a spouse is hard, Like it's <laughs> hard work. So always having to think about another person, put another person, you know, thoughts ahead of yours or at least on par with yours, making sure that they are aligned and, and you're, you're moving as a unit instead of by yourself all the time. And so that's just hard work, man. So at this point in life I, I think I'm good. I can I, I can just hit the strip club and um you know let somebody strip for me and then after that be done, come home and you know go back to the uh, single life every once in a while. So
1: Magic City done.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm
0: saying like not let's say, no divorce. Let's say you don't go through a bad divorce. God forbid something happens to your spouse. You got two kids at home. You about to do it all on your own? Are you going to get a yeah. nanny? Or...
2: I'll get a nanny um, or something like that. Um, and, You know, black nanny just come on full time. And, and we'll be good with that. Or, you know, I might do a Oprah Stedman type thing where, hey, we here? But we ain't married, married. So I always got that out. I don't, I don't think I'd, <laughs> I'd get back into a, a full time, 100% relationship, man. it's 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 work. Um, and Ryan, nobody and nobody can live up to my baby, Jenica I love you. Uh, um, he, had to, he had to come so with a brownie point. <laughs> um, but
0: that don't even that don't even add up. You were saying you were so adamant about nope, like it was the worst thing in the world. Nope, and all of a sudden, yeah, I love my baby. She's the best thing that ever happened to me. Exactly. I'm into be- it.
1: Well, as as Ferg puts us in a difficult position with this question because all three of our wives listen to this show. So, uh, thanks a lot for that, Ferg. Uh, I'm gonna to have to kind agree, agree with Razio that one. on. no! Uh, not only is marriage hard, it's also overrated. We can get into that if you guys like one day. But yes, I said it. Marriage is overrated. Um Ooh. Wouldn't do it again. <laughs>
0: wouldn't do it again. Uh, I already know my I, question for next week. I How did love... Tab respond? How did Tab respond <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I think
1: she's heard me say that before, and she not a, not a, not on the World Wide Web. Obviously, Adam really disagrees, but it, it is. I mean, come on. I mean, you exchange some rocks and metals. You exchange a couple of lines in front of a preacher, and then you get a piece of paper. Like like Riley said, you can just do what Oprah and Stedman did, and it'd be all good. Like, marriage is overrated. It's a man-made thing. But anyway, uh, the answer is no. Uh, I am good with, with Tabitha. She is like my best friend, so I'm very happy that I married her. Uh, but if something in your hypothetical or something happened to her. We separated or whatever. I don't need to do it again. I mean, I would find somebody that I genuinely like or love. We can, you know, come to an agreement on what we decide to do, but going through the whole marriage thing, I, I think I pass.
0: Good. It, it don't matter what happened. There's, there's no, no reason to ever do it again. Um uh, even no, if it was in a bad divorce, you it, know.
1: It, here's the thing, if I did it again, it would be because I don't want to die alone. And how selfish is that? <laughs> you know, like, hey, hey, come be with me the rest of my life because I might need somebody to wipe my ass from time to time. Like, hey. So
0: Well, yeah. I know if you go I know if you get divorced, <laughs> it, it ain't gonna work. Cause uh, I remember one of the funniest comments I've ever heard you say is I think we were in DC and you were telling Tab we ever split up. I want nothing but bad <laughs> to happen to you. Yes, I wish. I wish. That's your I, wish I wish you the worst luck in the world. I want you to get all. I want you to get all kind of STDs. I want your next dude to beat you. I just want all kinds of bad. Guilty. I said all of that. I did. I'm saying to this. crack it up. Like, hey, I'm not a well wisher. If this don't work. Yeah. Oh also,
1: man! I told. I told. Also, like, if I if some if I get in an accident and I perish, I said, you know, on the movies, how the woman was like, well, this is what Jake would want. He would want me to move on. That ain't me. I don't want you to move on. Have my wow. picture by the bed and mourn me,
2: mourn me. Every
1: day. That's
2: <laughs> what I, told, I told Jenica, she can't get married. She don't need to get remarried. I got enough insurance. I got her set up where she ain't got to work ever again. She ain't got a. I mean, she good. What What What'd you need another dude for now? Like, ain't no reason. So
0: so we're gonna come back to that because I actually kind of wanted to have that on this. The second part of my question was, uh, what if y'all did not get a divorce? How would you feel about your spouse getting remarried? Because uh, I I have seen that bounce back. But 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 for me, let me me get my answer first. Okay. Uh, nah, man, I can't see myself doing it again. For one, like you said, it's tough too, like I probably be too jaded or hurt or like comparing. And I just, I think it's a, is a, if it ever happened, it would be much further down the line. You know, like I would have to be my late fifties, early sixties, kids are out the house, you know, I'm doing me and just find somebody that I want to, that a companion that I want to travel with and spend these last years with. And, you know, we both uh, established our own lives and stuff like that. But, trying to reestablish and build over again, Um, because I've seen it happen. I've seen people get remarried and start all the way over. You know, I have a a four-month-old, you know, 10 years from now, trying to get remarried and start all over with somebody who wants to have kids or whatever the case may be. Or, nah, man, I can't do all that. So, but the reason I asked that question is because somebody put a post and it was like, if we broke up and you're finer than you were when we broke up, (laughs) we still together because that's not the way I left you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How you going like to get fired? Man. But you know that's what these women do. They go out there and reinvent themselves and I've seen it I a mean, thousand maybe, times.
2: Maybe you were stressing them out and so they were putting on weight because they were all stressed mm. because of the relationship with you and now the stress is gone. They can get back in the gym because they ain't got to worry about right. trying to cook you, you know? And stuff no, like I, that, so they got more time. Like I said, no, work relationships are hard, bro. And I so, need
0: I need my kids to wear them down. See, you in an
2: environment. You wishing bad.
0: I need I need, I need I need you to wear your mama down. Like I just want her to just just <laughs> go to work, go to church, and come home, <laughs> and spend time with y'all. But how would you feel? Like, would you would you expect your spouse to remarry, especially if? when you have kids involved and especially, you know, that joint custody stuff's all fine and dandy, but usually somebody has to be that primary caretaker. Do you expect your spouse to remarry?
1: Uh, <clears throat> Tabitha throat> probably would. I'm sure she would. Uh, yeah. Again, I don't want her to. Uh, and, but that, I, I think she would. She just, she's always been a type of, uh, although she could want to try something new, who knows? She may want to, have a hot girl summers or whatever, but
0: which is worse. <laughs> so <laughs> like she, she, she out we,
1: there. I want to go get a swerve on or something. Yeah. I don't know. Well, but would you rather that or her to uh settle down
2: with somebody else on a serious relationship? I'd rather her become a nun. <laughs> <laughs> man, I've seen
0: I've seen her some stories, man. Uh, real quick, one of my homeboys was uh showing me uh this is probably like, Six seven years ago, it's so like, do you know this dude? He used to work with you. Him and his wife are separated, or going through divorce. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Dude, he's pretty cool. He's been looking crazy lately, but I I I I get it now. He's going through a divorce. He's like, yeah, but I'm messing with his wife or ex-wife, and he showed me pictures of this chick now. Like she reinvented herself. I mean, like it's explicit. Like the stuff that he had her doing, like sex swings, all kind of stuff. I'm like, Lord. First of all, I told him never to show that to anybody else again because uh, that's how people die.
2: Yeah, (laughs) hey, that's how people get sued. That's called revenge porn or something, ain't it? Like you gotta be careful with that. No,
0: no, no, it was a revenge. Like he was with her, not the ex husband. This is her new, her new young beau showing. Like I got this older chick reinventing herself. She's about that life, and um, that's just what I don't want. You know, I don't want my wife reinventing herself and all of a sudden being about that life. Uh it's a scary thought. So I don't know what the qualifications are to be a nun. Uh are, are there reform nuns? Like can nuns have kids? <laughs> yeah, you could you can take the cloth
2: at any point. So okay. you just gotta go through the Stuff like whatever it is, um, yeah, and tough. and all that other things that you did before, uh, you lay them down, you know, confess your sins or whatever, and say, I'm taking the cloth or I'm you know, becoming a nun. And so, you what? you going forward, you're a nun.
0: What's Jenica doing, Risey?
2: Right now, she's all, she's like right next to me, so that's what next- I, no, it's no, no, it's it's question. no, but oh, oh okay, <laughs> yeah, so, um. She, she definitely probably won't get remarried if we divorced. Um, Actually, if she if she gets if we get divorced, I want her to get remarried because I don't know. Y'all ain't been through a divorce Um, and y'all don't understand the intricacies of divorcees and baby mamas and all of that. It's so much simpler when they're in a relationship. They are so much happier and they are so much easier to get along with when they, enter in, they are in a relationship. So
0: it's for selfish reasons.
2: So it's very <laughs> much selfish reasons. Like I, I want her to be happy, and so she can. Get, She's re- she thirty years old. Of course, she getting remarried. Of course, She's, you know how fine my wife is. Of course, she getting remarried. Like, or she just, or she gonna have a hot girl summer and and you know have fun. One way or the other, Bust but, wide open. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but she she ain't like stopping. But I I think when you think about divorce, man, it really is the happier that spouse is, the easier that relationship is because we all have oh, kids. You got to think about that. So you, you have to be, you have to maintain some type of relationship with that other um person. So that that ex-spouse, the the better they're doing, the easier it is for you to interact with them. So I definitely want her to just go be happy, whatever she wants. If it's, you know, going with somebody else, uh, getting married again or whatever. Now, if I die, like I said, I got it set up. Ain't no need for that. I, I ain't, but once again, it's because of selfish reasons. I don't have to worry about your happiness no more. I just need you to be able to take care of my kids and stay in the house and, like Byron said, become a nun. That's what I'm on if I die. <laughs> so there are two different things divorce or uh, death.
0: So you're, if you're dead, your wife can't remarry exactly if you're alive you wanted to remarry as soon as possible uh, yes. you just want to pay alimony that's all it is
2: uh, I don't have to pay alimony because Jenica has actually had a, a small business the entire time we've been married so she has been working now okay. I don't know how much money she's been making off that but still <laughs> she has been working
0: <laughs> so she ain't gonna get
2: half she, she'll probably get half so okay. if we get divorced that's the thing if we get divorced it's probably my fault so she probably going to get more than half. I, I, it is what it is. That's what, that's what Tab always
1: says. If something does happen to us, it'll be your fault. I don't <laughs> care whose fault it is. I want nothing but bad for you if we are no longer together. So.
0: I've been nice for 20-some years. Yeah. Like, I want her
1: man to not even know how to jump a car battery off. Like, it's just be useless. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mess up her credit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh, man, we all gonna man. get popped upside
0: the head. This week. Oh, we talking about and not me. <laughs> so, you asked the question, man. So Hey, man, you didn't have to respond.
1: Um, oh, and before we go to the next question, if you did not, ladies, if you did not like my marriage is overrated comment. I have another one for you, and that is <laughs> weddings are the biggest waste of money in American culture. Yes. There, I agree. said it. They're dumb. People yes. taking out loans, spending 50, 60 grand on a wedding. Sorry. Y'all have a, had a nerve to judge us for buying J's. That's $200. And y'all won't. Five thousand dollar dresses and all that. No, it's too much. Money. But it was but it was crazy. Even a the wedding ring. Fashion
2: designer. Um, yes. Go and buy those five thousand uh, dollar dresses, ladies. <laughs> good love, love good and you can Jennifer always come Kimberly. to Jenica Kimberly <laughs> and get one.
0: <laughs> but it was crazy. Like even the wedding ring. You know, I I have a lot of female friends. And I remember when we were a little younger, everybody wanted to get married, and was, they have rings picked out, but they're single. Like so, you have this five ten thousand dollar ring, and you don't even have the dude you're dating in mind. But you have an idea that he should be able to afford this ring
1: formula to a ring. It's a math formula for a ring.
0: but somebody made it up. Like there's no logical explanation. I think explanation it's like, I... Was it
1: like three times his monthly income, something like
2: that. Something yes. like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But the thing about it, I, I always ask them, would you do the same thing for him? Would you spend that same amount of money on something for him to show that you care and love him the same way? You know, uh, you want to spend $5,000 on a ring uh would you spend twenty five hundred dollars on something for him that that next month or three months later, you know, or three Probably times your salary. That. You know, so my thing is it it's a it's a crop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm not the thing about it is my wife, great awesome babe, kudos to you. We literally was planning our wedding. I have a huge family. My mom has 15 brothers and sisters. Dad has 14, a bunch of frat brothers, a bunch of friends all over. And we started making our guest list. It got ridiculous quick. And while we were making our guest list, she's like, do you even want to do this? And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm thinking she's backing out. She's like, no, do you want to have this wedding? And I'm like, this is all for you. Like, I really, this this has nothing to do with me. And in a nutshell, she was saying, "All I'm more excited to be your wife than your bride. All I need for you to do is to promise me you'll go to premarital counseling and, and that's it. And we can we can get married. And we got married, you know, four or five
2: months later. Sabrina, so, I
1: hear you, girl. That's, uh, what oh, that's what's, my what's up. That's so, what's up. So, uh, my, I
2: think- Jenica wasn't that sweet. Jenica just she's lazy. So Jenica, she, <laughs> she 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 planned a wedding for all of a day and she was like, uh, uh-uh, I ain't doing all this. This is way too much work. Let's just go to the courthouse and go up going to the courthouse like the next week.
0: But I think what happened because you guys came up the week before we got married, and we were saying like, why don't you just go to the courthouse? And it was like, no, I'm gonna do this. And then like two days later, it's like, yeah, bro, we're gonna be at the courthouse. We're gonna get mm-hmm. married this day, and uh, we're gonna do a ceremony, uh, something small in November. Yep. Yeah. So,
1: so I want to I want to keep this same energy because last week. Um Razio mentioned uh mentioned something. He said something that made me think of this uh this question. And I want to propose it to you guys since we're talking about wives leaving leaving us and all this kind of stuff. Do you guys have celebrity hall passes? Who are they? And do your wives have celebrity hall passes and who are they? Is this something you guys have discussed that? Hey, listen. I never cheat on you, but if
0: I meet such and such, I need free reign to uh, shoot my shot. I don't necessarily have one yet, so let me think. And um, so I guess I'm about to put my requisition in for my hall pass. <laughs> so I'm going to let you guys go first. You um, know. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: hope for the Sorry. best. We're about to I win this
1: history. <laughs> what, what, I know.
0: What, how, many, how many people are we saying? Up to three. Up, Up to three. three. Up to yeah. three. So you know we're going to go three. <laughs> so three. So three. three. <laughs> you silly, you're selling so slow short. Yeah, I'm just going to go two. You know, that's all I need. Um, yeah, so y'all come back to me.
2: <laughs> all right. So yes we we do have hall passes or we have conversations on you know who we can kind of go with and things like that and and um I think we we had a little bit of discussion night when we were asking about uh so does that mean you have to like call and be like, "Hey, I met my hall passes it cool, or do you just automatically like you're good with it and so our answer is. Yes, it's it's automatic. You ain't got to call and check in or whatever. If you meet your hall pass, go for it. Um, And just tell me about it, because obviously, you know, that, that's it is what it is. So you ain't going to
0: send a text. Like, what if you got supposed to pick up the kids from daycare or something? And Rihanna or somebody show up at the bank. Oh, I'm like,
2: hey, yo, look kids it. it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rich, sitting outside uh, the daycare. Mama on the phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> going to be sitting outside the day- daycare waiting. Rise of what happened? Uh, you remember uh, Rihanna? Yeah, she was at the bank today, just hypothetically speaking. So, let me go back into uh, my planning. So, oh,
2: okay, all right. So, my home pass list um, is really, I only have two. And so, and and I could probably throw a third in there. So, without uh, whispering, but um, it, it's Olivia Munn, I don't know if you guys know her, she played Psylocke in the X-Men, she was um the economist on the newsroom mm-hmm. so nice and too. so, yeah, but she's a super huge nerd, she actually started her career on G4 TV back in the day when gaming television was just kind of getting started she was an anchor for them, so um, yeah, definitely on my hall pass list, and so the other one is uh she just got on actually and, and that's uh AOC. I don't know what it is about her, but um I I I, I'm a, I just got a crush on uh, Alexandria o- Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Jenica knows I ever come to DC and uh she give me the EYE. It's it's on and popping. I wish
1: I, I wish I had known this when I met her. <laughs>
2: I wish I had <laughs> known this. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I I really don't have a third, like I, there, there's nobody that I'm like, oh my God, you know, I, I, I want to get with them so bad that I would risk, like we talked about last um, episode or a couple episodes ago, I would risk our marriage because we say it's a hall pass, but after it happens... There's going to be some discussion after that, and we know it. Last and time everything. we talked
1: about money, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so I, I don't, I don't think there's anybody else that would just kind of be there for that on my list. Now, Jenica, on the other hand, <laughs> uh, she, at laughing. Right. Yeah, y'all here. I'm back on Mac- yeah. there. So you want to come tell? Them? No. <laughs> so her list, uh, she's got, she's got a, a old white man fetish, actually. And so <laughs> yeah, so okay. it, what so ahead, she, she is on um George Clooney okay. like and and I can't remember it, it's one other one that but I think he died, so he's off the list anyway. and now you hear over there oh, Davie's. Keanu Oh, Keanu Reeves. That's it. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is her other one, and uh, Davies just Keanu
0: Reeves. So that's 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 a horrible decision. I'm not judging her her list, but that's just horrible. How you
2: gonna judge her list though, man?
0: It's Keanu Reeves, dude. Like it just it's, it's it's that's horrible. I'm just you
2: from the Matrix, but I, I don't know how she likes Keanu Reeves. Like he, he's super nice, but at the same time, like John Wick movies yeah it, it's just i don't know it, it's just that's a weird one for me but um she likes him but th- i don't know if y'all know davies t's um he plays method man in uh wu-tang series he's been in a couple other things um and so yeah he, he's a rapper now and Jennifer, Jennifer, we are doing a podcast she on i don't know if y'all hear over there <laughs> 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 I'm not editing that out either. Uh that's just gonna stay in. Uh, you shouldn't. <laughs> so, but yes, Dave East is and she over there, like swooning. Oh, Dave down.
0: East. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: So the rapper, uh, like I said, he plays Method Man in Wu-Tang. So he's acting now. He's in a couple other things. Um I can't remember off the top of my head, but anyway, yeah, that that's that's her hall pass. And he just got on the list since she started watching Wu Tang. She fell in love with him. So, Davies, if you listen, stay away from my wife.
0: <laughs> All right, Ferg, what you got? Uh, oh, you still my, need me to go? You still seconds, need me to go? I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm putting it together. So you <laughs> okay. go ahead and go ahead of me, Byron. All right. So
1: I I'm kind of like uh what Tavares, and I think you even said, Ryan. So I don't really there's nobody. I'm just di- like when I was younger, when I was like in my early teens, it would have been like uh, Ooh, Tyra Banks, and um. That girl that was in Everybody video for a while, um, Superhead? No, no, no. <laughs> <Not> superhead, man. <laughs> she, she was in knock- Everybody video. I don't she know. She was in the Jada Kids Knock Yourself Out <laughs> video. she said Superhead. I can't, I can't think of her name right now. He said Superhead. <laughs> that was that was too. Oh, he Um, but Ferg mentioned her name casually. Rihanna is one of them. Rihanna is one of them. And I don't really have, like it used to be Alicia Keys for a long time. So I guess for the sake of argument, I'll just throw her in there. And my third one is Oprah. It'll always be Oprah because Oprah's rich. And I'm trying to get in that wheel best way I can. So sorry about that statement, but uh, I'm about to put in a little work if I meet Oprah. Uh, and Tabitha tried to guess my list. And she she did guess Alicia Keys, but she also guessed Megan the Stallion. And I was trying to think, have I been talking about Megan the Stallion that much around the house for her to assume that I <laughs> want Megan the Stallion like that? But she she said it with such confidence, too. She's like, yeah, I know one of them is Megan the Stallion. So it's not. I mean, <laughs> she can rap. She, you know, puts on a decent show.
0: Well, but you did ones, talk about her in the Lost episode.
1: I did talk about it. And I thought maybe that's where she was got that from, too, because I let her hear that last episode. Um, and my guesses for her were like Miguel, Stringer Bell, and somebody else. And I actually forgot her list, man. The only person I could remember that she told me was uh Chris Brown. So I'm gonna try to get her list while Ferg is talking and I'll come back with her list. But my three guesses were Stringer Bell, Miguel, and somebody else. But the only one I can remember off her of actual list is Chris Brown, and I'll come back with the rest.
0: Yeah, so uh, I just had a quick uh, powwow with the wife. So uh, this is just off the top of our head. So for me, and I think I mentioned this before to you guys, uh, Janelle Monet. is something about that little, small little chick. that Yeah, just that's right up your alley.
2: alley. Janelle Monet is right up your alley. First. Fun size,
0: man. Fun size. So, uh, and her just sexuality, Jesus sexuality does it for me. Uh, hypothetically speaking, that is, of course. Um, yeah. And then uh, Oldie But A Goodie is Megan Good. I don't know what it is about Megan Good, just has always done it for me. Um, she
2: was on my list until I saw her smoking cigarettes, bruh.
0: Ah, man, you just might have spoiled it for me. I just Yay. can't do the... <sighs> maybe she was stressed, you know, her husband was a preacher, and, <laughs> and I'm just... I'm he certain it, he, he, he... Maybe,
2: maybe, maybe she's... A, it was a character that she's playing that smokes. Maybe that's... Maybe
0: something. that might be... It and I don't know. I think my third one, and this is off the top of my head, it's somebody Kelly Rowland that does it for me too. Uh, Just a complexion. I I think that might be what it is. Kelly to me was always the best looking Destiny Childer children. (laughs) The Destiny Kids. (laughs) The Destiny Kids. I don't know what is it. (laughs) What is the correct term? for individual uh, groups of Destiny Children. So I don't know. But uh, yeah, it would be those. So I think it's Megan Good, uh, Janelle Monet and of course, Kelly Rowland. I, so I think that's where I'm staying. My wife, and I'm surprised any of you guys said this, for your wives, this is her quick list. So she really didn't have t- time to really think about it. Uh, it was Idris Elba. Like, I felt like that's, I don't know if that's cliche for her but um, hopefully he doesn't do any uh, movies in Houston anytime soon <laughs> and then I didn't even know who this dude was until she reminded me Kofi Serbo you know who that is nah he's he played in um, Girls Trip Chocolate Brother you know she likes, she likes dark skin dudes so um, that's her, uh, her list she decided to go with two um, she'll probably come knocking on the door telling me her third and a sec so, uh, oh, well, I,
1: I think I got in trouble, fellas, because uh, Tabitha said she would never have a hall a pass list, and I shouldn't have one either. So, she must have been joking around that day.
0: <laughs> told you it's on a www dot now, baby.
1: Listen, the day, okay, so I'll say this the day we had the conversation, her list was like Chris Brown, Omar Epps. I just remembered the second one, Omar Epps, and she won't even tell me the third one because she's saying she don't have a list right now. So uh, I don't have a list either, baby. you the only one for me.
0: How about nah, that's right. Man. That's right. Just, I heard that <laughs> list. I heard it. it was it was Oprah.
1: Oprah? Oprah need to be on her list, too. However we can get that. <laughs> yeah, you know, man, let's get it. Let's go.
0: Hey, quietly, Michelle was kind of on my list for a sec, though. Don't do Barack like that, man. Come on, hey man. To yeah. each his own, dude. Look,
2: you can't talk about our first lady like that. Oh, <laughs> I mean, she's our turn of first lady. I can be the, the first
0: side, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping you guys enjoy this episode. It might be our last one. <laughs> Quite possibly. <positive.
2: laughs> well, oh, well, come and shut it down. Y'all, y'all done. Y'all done. Yeah. Rosie. Rosie, save us,
1: man. What what you got?
2: Ho- hopefully,
1: some a lot more safer.
2: I, I guess um, it's a little controversial. We got a homeboy that writes. Uh, so everybody who doesn't know Sherman Cooley, he, he's an awesome author. Terrell. Writes a bunch of stuff. Terrell. Yeah. Um, he has a short story called Andre. And so in in the short story, I won't give too much of it, but uh, Andre gets into some stuff and he has a dude in the hood that just kind of takes care of him and makes sure that he doesn't get in trouble or tries to at least stay on the right path. And what I wanted to ask you guys is, was there somebody, you know, growing up, cause we all came from the hood. We all could have gone so many different ways than what we came through and went through. And was there somebody that like stopped you and put you on the right path or, like made sure you stayed on the right path. It was like, nah, you can't do like us. You go to school. You're going to do this. you going to do that. Um, whew. sheesh.
1: I guess it would have to be a combination. It's not like I didn't have like a, um, uh, a hood mentor or anything like that, man, that, you know, really told me not to do this or that. But I, I, I would have to say to answer your question, my mom and my uncle, my uncle Herschel, who, um, just retired from Peters Park, who once beat Bessemer Park in a championship game at Last people stadium. We won't talk about that. I just wanted I everybody to know who I'm talking ref, about. It's my turn. For, those same refs are turn. in the NFL now. I have not yielded the floor. Those refs I are have the NFL not now. yielded the floor. Okay. So by Uncle Herschel keeping me involved in sports like baseball, football, and just allowing me to spend the night over there a lot of times with my other two cousins. And we, we would play basketball outside all day. You know, my mom knew where I was. I didn't have time to like really be out there in the streets to be doing things that I shouldn't be doing. And just her being what at the time I thought being too strict, you know, she really was looking out for me. And, you know, when those you know, you heard the joke when those streetlights came on, I knew when the streetlights came on, it was time to go home. man. so those are the two people that I point to that I look at that really. I knew right from wrong and I knew what I shouldn't be doing. And I knew I couldn't let those two people down.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, for me, it comes as no surprise. And I guess I never thought of myself as growing up in the hood. Cause I was always kind of, you know, I guess living two lives, you know, going to Phillips prep, being around, you know, these preppy kids, you know, and then coming back to Tomanville, staying on um, Gloria York, which used to be Finch Ave right around the corner from my drive. And during that time period, I was going through that, you know, I was called myself becoming a man and 15, 16, that's when my mom and uh, my stepdad were going through a divorce. And so I was kind of left to my, my own device and um, was trying to figure out my path. And if anybody remembers mobile or remembers in mid to mid to late nineties, that's when everybody wanted to be, a, hood, a thug, everybody want to be hood. So I found myself more times than not uh, around my cousin's house on my drive. And at that time, you know, he was living a life for me. Like he had freedom, he had money, he had women, he had everything that I thought a, a young man was supposed to have. And he, you know, you know, he probably doesn't even remember this or recognize it, but you know, I was looking up to him as guidance for guidance and I would be over there all the time. And he was a person that would tell me to go home. Or when I wanted to get involved in stuff that looked, you know, looked a little more glamorous, because I was, you know, becoming the man in the house. I needed money. And when I was trying to make twenty, thirty dollars, you know, he would give me twenty-thirty dollars. Or, you know, when out of uniform day came and I, I was trying to find some money to go buy me an outfit or whatever the case may be, you know, he's like go in the closet, get what you need. And stuff like that, because it was always like, dude, you're too smart for this. Like it was and he was I mean, he was a few months, if if a year older than me. So it wasn't like it was just he was that much older and had wisdom. But I think he saw things in me that I, I'm i not even say I didn't know, but I was rejecting because I was trying to find myself. And so it was him. And I, even I guess my other friends around me on, uh, on that side that were kind of like, dude, you're not built for this. You know, like this is not where you need to be. Um, even though I pushed back several times, trying to, I guess, get acceptance and let them know that I can be about that life. So hats off to my cousin Tremaine, uh, much respect. If you ever get a chance to listen to this podcast, uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, and my, my family, if you talk to them anytime soon before I do, let them know that I gave them a shout out. So really appreciate it. But I, I think that was pretty much it. You know, like I really, I mentor now and I tell kids that, hey, I could have really went one way or two ways, and Luckily, I had somebody looking out for me along with, I think, at the end of the day, starting to hang with you guys and then, you know, IKs and you guys. And, you know, it took me away from being in that neighborhood that much more. Even I think Rosie, now that I think about it, being at your house all the time when I was going through that stuff and uh, some of the people in my church. So I think I kept trying to find my way back to that 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 life. But it was so many different things pulling me away. And, and until you asked that question, I really didn't put all of it together. So uh appreciate all those people tell your family thanks uh to my church family i'm pretty sure you guys do not listen to this show and you shouldn't (laughs) uh but uh Tice, yeah your family uh rise of your family and my cousin i think those are the people that really probably had the biggest impact on me at a young age to help me get where i'm at today
2: yeah man i i i what made me think about that was, um, you know, I was watching some show just randomly. Uh, and actually, no, I was watching hip hop evolution on Netflix. So it's, it's an awesome little docuseries. And one of the things they were talking about was, uh, notorious big and how, when he was hustling, uh, little C's was telling the story about how kind of like you say it for big would, give them money and let them help out and do things so that they wouldn't have to hustle. And when he made it big, he brought them with him. And he, that's what he thought of when he uh, designed junior mafia, he was like, I'm bringing these folks out so that they don't have to hustle. So they don't have to sell drugs and everything. uh, And they can get money with me. And so I started thinking it back in my life and kind of like you were talking about with Tremaine, I had, one of my neighbors across the street, um, Pooh Bear, is what we called him. Like, I, like it's funny. I don't even know Pooh Bear' real name. Like, that's you know, we used to be at his house all the time, like playing Nintendo and stuff like that. And I remember him, like in the kitchen cooking, you know, cooking while we sitting there playing Nintendo and stuff like that. And I don't know if it was because my mom was so crazy that he was like, nah, you're not going to do this. Or he really was like, you too smart. You're not going to do this. But I was the same way for him. I was like, I can be about this life. I can get on that corner. I can help you out. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And he was like, no, you know, he's was like, I, you, you're at, at the time I was at Clark. He's like, you, you have a life ahead of you, man. You had a magnet school. You're not over here you Know, having you're not gonna end up at Biger, you're gonna go to the floor, like you're gonna go through this magnet program, you're gonna make it out. And so, no, you're not gonna come and do this. And he wouldn't let me, he would never let me come out on the corner with him, he would never let me do anything that, um, you know, could compromise what he saw me being able to do. And like my mom used to try to keep me away from him, but truthfully, me hanging out with him probably got me enough street cred that I felt comfortable in my neighborhood. And I knew I was going to be taken care of and I knew we were going to be good. But at the same time, him telling me, you, you're going to do better. You're going to do better. pushed me to continue on down the right path instead of the wrong path. And, and, you know, if, if my mom hadn't let me at least hang with him a little bit, I probably would have slid over there and, and did those things um so shout out to my mom shout out to everybody like a lot of people talk about the the I, I hate to kind of use the the ogs or whatever that type of um you know vernacular but really when you think about it back in the day people were hustling and they really would be like nah little dude you 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 ain't built for this you're not gonna do it like you like first said you're not built for it you're too smart you got a chance to make it out I'm not letting you get on this corner, and like they were helping as many people as they could, and then they saw the ones that needed the money, and yeah, they let them on, uh, you know, get in. But it really was trying to take care of the the community as best they could. I mean, the the war on drugs and everything like that in the late '80s kind of changed that. And so then everybody started kind of doing turf wars and all that stuff. But before then, man, it really was taking care of the community, letting people make um, money how they could, because there was no economic activity in those neighborhoods. And that's the only thing people could do to feed their family. So, man, I, I just appreciate all that and everything that he did for me and being and helping me out get to where I am. So, uh, you know, I have a second part to this because I knew this was going to be like a little bit of a shorter uh, response from you guys so with that being said i outgrew Bear. like at some point i stopped going and asking them to be on the corner and i started hanging with you ferg i started hanging with swat i started hanging with folks that really were on a trajectory to get out and and do better and so my next question is how do you guys feel and what do you guys think about outgrowing your friends and when you just leave them behind and continue mm. on? Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Uh,
1: it's something that has to happen. I mean, you can, I know some people uh, view it as turning your back on people. Mm-hmm. But if those people really and really truly care about you, then they will root for your success. And if you, and if you need to remove yourself from certain situations, certain environments or certain people, in order to get that success, then they should be for it. And if they're not and they don't understand it, then that's how life goes, man. I mean, some friends, believe it or not, are not forever. And so if you find yourself outgrowing them, hopefully it's for, you know, the betterment of yourself. And it's not, you know, it, I, it doesn't necessarily have to be a looking down on somebody either. It doesn't have to mm-hmm. be like you putting them down or you looking down on that person. I want to say we kind of touched on this on the first very first episode, maybe. But you don't have to look down on somebody in order to to lift yourself up. Just say, hey, you know, like you like you put it, man, you outgrew him. It's it's not to say that you're better than him or whatever, but you outgrew whatever it was that he had going on and you moved on. So I think in a lot of situations, it's OK. I don't know if I answered
0: your question, but that's that's yeah. how I see it, man. Yeah. I agree. I think uh, it's a it's a part of life. I don't like to use the term "I outgrew," but I try to look at it. For one, I think especially the younger we are, we use the term "friend" so loosely that when we're saying we're outgrowing our friends, were they really our friends to begin with, or they were somebody who was convenient uh, so at she- that part of you know during that time of our life,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know most of the people I really consider my friends are still my friends and will always be my friends. Now our friendships may change, but the people I, that core group, I see as my real friends. And like I moved to Houston, I moved to a completely new city and had to get, you know, get to know people all over. And I had some people I was rocking with that. I thought were my friends, But like the more, the, the older I get, I realized they were just some cool dudes to hang with for the time being. I still rock with them. To a certain extent, if I see them as cool, but they're not like my friends. Now i I met some good friends in Houston. I have some good friends from Fam I have some good friends from Mobile. Like these are my friends. There's I don't think like the the three of us, I don't see us outgrowing each other. Now the dynamics might change, you know. Uh hey, God forbid one of us gets a divorce and now it's, it's different just being around married people and you, your lifestyle changes so it dictates who you're around a little more. But I don't think we'll ever outgrow each other unless there's a dr- something drastic where you just completely change and you're, you're, you're headed down a, a negative path. And It was like, you know, we got to distance ourselves from that person. But can you think about one real friend? Not somebody you were cool with, but somebody you really consider a friend that you outgrew. And it might just be one or two and it might be me. Cause I like I said, I have I don't I'm quick to have a bunch of friends or associates from fam and but when I think about true friends, these are the people I can call or talk to any any point. And I don't see myself really outgrowing these people. And sometimes you I've even seen myself step away and find myself my way back to people. Cause like think about above, there was a probably a point in time we might have talked for four or five years. Mm-hmm but you were always what I considered my friend. So I knew whatever I was going through, you were going through at some point we will reconnect and it would be, you know, we would be back together. Me, me and rising kind of, we had our spot. We were a little more distant, never like, you know, but it was, we might not talk for months or we didn't see each other for a year or so, mm-hmm. but it's still, you know, life, life dictates that. It was just never outgrowing. It was just, can you guys think of like one true
1: friend that you got wrong? That was a good clarification, man. Like, were they ever really necessarily your friends? And I, I think it can be a rare case if it's like somebody that's your true friend. And I think you mentioned like circumstances will have you, like if you grow up with somebody in your neighborhood, that's the person you know because you guys happen to share the same uh, school bus. Code. Yeah, you yeah, know that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But When you're that young and growing up, you don't really know what what true friendship is. It's not till you get a little older that you really, I think, establish who true friends are. Mm -hmm. So I think it's one thing to outgrade, outgrow. uh, I know you don't like that term, but to outgrow someone you grew up with versus like someone who you truly call your friend because you're right. Uh, Slim, who once called my shoes some bobos at P.E. That's like my best friend. We don't talk. Nowhere near as much as we did when I used to live in Mobile. But I mean, the things that dude has done for me, uh, from quest from from helping me get my first house, like this, this dude has been there for me dick and thin. So he'll always be considered a friend. I can go five months without talking to that guy. And matter of fact, we have gone like a month or two without talking. He'll call, cuss me out on my voicemail. And we, we keep it moving. Sometimes he call, I answer the phone, he'll cuss me out and say, all right, I'll talk
2: to you later.
0: That'd be it. So, <laughs> so slim, everybody.
2: Yeah. So, so you made a good point there, Ferg. Yeah, man. I that, That's because I I think you can outgrow uh, a friend, but I, I think it's when they stop growing. Because as long as we both are growing you, and, and it it doesn't have to necessarily be at the same pace, Um. But, you know, and we don't have to be in the same economic strata. It's not about that. I really think it's at some point we're growing older and our life views change. And I'm like, before you talked about getting a divorce and, you know, now I'm a single person with married friends. And so we're not hanging out as close together. So at some point we might grow distant and grow apart. And and I think. We can always go back and say, yeah, we are friends. And if you need me, call me and everything. But to say that we are really truly friends, we both have to be growing at a, at a, at a somewhat normal pace. I think age wise, maturity wise, um, you know, it, it's going to be hard as people don't have kids and everything, you're you're talking about different things all the time. And they're not talking about those things anymore. They're not understanding why you can't come hang, hang out, why you can't come on the trip with them. You know, hey, we're going to Vegas two weeks from now. And you, you can't drop everything to do that. And they don't understand that. And so eventually they're going to start going down a different path with their friends. You end up having new friends. And I can see y'all kind of going your, your, your different paths. And I I think the, the problem is so many people try to force those relationships to stay instead of just saying, we're going down different paths. You, my homie, you're always going to be my friend, but we don't have to force the relationship to stay where it is because we're going down different paths. But I think so, being,
0: being friends in that relationship are different. Like, yeah. you, you know, the thing about it is, if I'm truly your friend, no matter how far I fall or if I stop growing, you know, like I get a divorce and I'm just I'm, I'm just kind of stuck, you know, I'll always be your friend. Now our relationship might be different. We might have some awkward moments, but we're still friends because God forbid you get a divorce and then you hit rock bottom, you know, who you're gonna be calling. You know, you gonna be. You know, who's gonna be there for you? Like I've never left you. We just weren't on the same. Path at that time, like it was just, it's. I think true friends, two friendships are forever. Like I think I was talking to my wife about this other day, you know, uh, how friendship being such a, and I, I hate to sound sappy, a special gift because you you truly choose your friends. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's something that you choose your friends. Now, how you guys become friends? You know, back in the day, we fought. Da 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 you know, we were beefing and, but we always stayed friends. So so, I'm sorry.
2: No, no. I was just going to ask. So with that, always staying friends, is there, is there a stopping point? Is there a point that you'd be like, you've gone so far left. I've gone so far, right. That I'm, we are cutting it off. Like at what point do you actually cut off a friend? Like, look, I, I'm tired of arguing with you. I'm tired of you know every time I say something, you're on the to- totally opposite end of it. I well, mean, when they what cut point. you off on the
0: podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I know what you're saying, but I think that that was that was those circumstances that I'm thinking were like, hey, now this dude is stealing. He's doing drugs. Whatever. Like, it's just he's no longer. Not only he's not a benefit to my life, he brings my life down. When you start oh, bringing my life down. Interrupting like, I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't judge you for, you know, stopping at your level. Like if this is your level, this is your max, or this is the apex you see for yourself. Even I can see better things for you. That's fine. But when you start pulling me down, when you jump in my car and you got, you know, got weed and stuff on you, we get pulled over and you ain't stepping up. Hey, you just, you might've just crossed the line of our friendship. Like, mm-hmm. cause you, you, you're bringing me down. You know when you bring your not your troubles because I'm I'm a shoulder to, you know the lean on but when you bring all your situations on me and you let those things affect me you know once or twice I get you know like some things just happen but like when you make a conscious effort and you just bring me down like I gotta let you go mm-hmm. you know but I think it takes that doesn't happen overnight you know as a true friend I'm you I'm you know I've tried to help you but you're not getting past this. Like, dude, I can't, I can't keep rocking with you. You know, like I can't keep staying out with you, you know, while you're out here trying to do this stuff. You know, I got a wife and kids to go home to like, I can't live this life with you. So uh yeah, you can, but I think the majority of times you, those true friends you don't outgrow for those one or two that have a downward spiral that you have to cut, let go and maybe hope that letting go. And when they find themselves, you can salvage your friendship. You know, I think that that's big. You know, like, hey, I'm just gonna step away. So if, if you ever get back on your feet, we can we can we can reconnect because if we keep going this path, path, ain't no way for us to reconcile this. So
1: yeah, Ferg Ferg nailed it. I was gonna say once they start disturbing your peace, bringing you down, that's when it's time to start reevaluating it and possibly yeah. stepping away. So.
0: Mm-hmm. so there
1: you have
0: it. Everybody look at your friends, man. Hold them close. Really evaluate. Uh, friendships are great.
1: How many yeah. of us have them?
0: <laughs> and hopefully your friends will bring you up. Hopefully you don't want to be the smartest person in the room at all times. Uh, that's why I'm on a podcast with these guys. So I hate to say it. It sounds cliche. Great podcast. I have fun with you guys, man. Uh, hopefully it's not our last uh, maybe I'll try to get Lenny on here next time. So he can say something that gets him in trouble that makes us look good. Uh, cause I, I'm almost guaranteed. He will, uh, he, he will, he will do something. So, okay. all right, fellas, uh, Rizzi, what you
2: got for us? Nothing, man. Hey, like, uh, Byron says the type of the show, appreciate all the help, appreciate all the support. You guys keep listening, keep, um, sharing, um, let us know what you think and any ideas that you have uh i, I we had a couple posts a couple weeks ago about what you guys want to hear about and we're still getting people commenting on that um keep telling us what you want to hear keep telling us about questions uh we'll throw them in the stack and we'll make sure they get asked so um keep talking to us
1: uh, the, the the support means everything like we have fun doing this and just the engagement that we get on social media man it, I mean, my day flies by just checking it when I can and, and engaging with you all. So we just really thoroughly appreciate appreciate it. Uh, like Ferg said, too, I hope this wasn't our last episode because, man, I'm just thinking about some of the stuff I said. Oh, boy. Love you, Tabitha. Love you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to just end with, this, uh, I guess, my new thing, the six rules of podcasts. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment. And listen again people three brothers no sense hope to see you guys soon peace